You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. For a chat with Desley Simpson, Deputy Mayor of Tamaki Makoto, Morena Desley, how are you today? Morena, Rachel. Very well, thank you. How are you? Good. It's great to have you back on the show this morning. We're talking, I mean, of course, a little bit more about the flood and the cyclone fallout here in the city. Uh, Particularly, let's start with the regional parks around the Auckland area. We've still got uh, quite a few which are closed at the moment. We have had some reopen. What's What's the general situation looking like out there? Well, the ones that uh, reopened on the 1st of March are Ati Creek Regional Park, Tafanui and Hunua Regional Park. The ones that are still closed are Muriwai Regional Park, and that's closed at this stage until the 1st of April. Waitakere Ranges Regional Park, which really covers Piha, Karikari, Bethel's uh, area which of course is where the worst of that storm uh most recent storm hit and that's closed until the first of april and then Tarao puriri original park which is closed until the 10th of march now the reason those parks are closed is so that we can reduce holiday makers and visitors because we actually don't want people who aren't residents to visit this area those areas um, reduce impact on water and power, which is still compromised there, and just let the community heal and recover. Mm. It's um, it's still not a good situation out there in the uh, particular Niana West area. Well, we're still seeing a few reports, I know, on social media of, of frustration from residents about folks trying to get out there to see the beaches on the weekend or go for a walk in the bush or something. What mm. what kind of support is the council offering to those communities to ensure that there isn't this kind of, you know, extra pressure of people popping out to, you know, have a surf or go for a swim or do all the stuff that you'd normally enjoy the West Coast for? Right, well, there's two issues here, Rachel. One is, um, unfortunately, even though these communities are really hurting and they still have a lot of issues out there. We've had lovely fine weather over the weekends and we still have people trying to access these areas. Um, And we even had to put in Piha, for example, we even had to put sort of a pass um, for Piha residents only. We've had reports of those being copied and people trying to fake being a resident there and getting out there and wanting to use the beach. Um, And that's really sad, actually, because, you know, we don't close these roads off for nothing. There is a real reason it's not safe. And um, you're actually putting your personal safety and, more importantly, you're compromising the road area and movements, which will mean that the poor people who actually live there may have to take even longer before we can sort of fix it up. I mean, we're three weeks on from that, um, from the slip, and we absolutely need free access for locals, uh, emergency services, insurance assessors, tradespersons, um, you know, people from emergency management. We need those people to easily to get in and out of this area. Those areas have, many of those areas have almost a, a single road mm. access in and out, and it's and it can be busy when it's flooded with other, um, other people and we need it free for the people who actually really need to use it. And for people who are, you know, trying their best to follow the rules but they are wanting to get out there and do things on the weekend, where's the best place for them to go and check if the regional park they're trying to visit is actually open at the moment? Look, all the information we have is on the Auckland Regency website um, but we're, you know, we're trying to 
use you and others, you know, to help get the messages out. But but we have, as I said, those three remaining closed um, regional parks. Um, the the earliest is the tenth of March, but but pretty much if you say you know March, um, and don't go back until first of April, that mm. would be helpful. Thank you, Rachel. Yep. Well, hopefully, um, I'm I'm sure our listeners have been taking that taking that message in for sure. We have got a lot of listeners out in Muriwai, and we also know that there's a bit of frustration in Muriwai from residents around uncertainty about when they are going to be able to return to their homes, return to the settlement, uh, the areas particularly that have been red stickered or, or red carded. Uh, there's also frustration about having to pay rents on those red stickered and red carded houses. What conversations is the council having with the community at the moment? And, and how could uh, how are you looking to improve that? Look, you, you know, uh, can you imagine three weeks on, there are people that can't live in their homes. I mean, can you imagine what that would be like for you? And I just think it must be absolutely awful um, for those uh, those people in that in those communities. And, and look, my heart actually goes out to you. I mean, the stress must be unbelievable. Um, we are giving those communities quite a lot of help around um, not just the, the physical things like you know water and you know all that kind of stuff, but the uh, uh, if I put it like mental health support, support around um, trauma um, uh, for people because I mean that is the worst thing I think they're just so stressed and they can't get immediate answers. It's been three weeks and it's looking to to be a lot longer, like months longer, before we can get this sorted. This is this is Look, true. This have, seems to be where the frustration yeah. is coming from yeah. the residents. They want a bit more clarity about that timeline and they feel like there's not a good channel of communication between the council and the community. So what is the council doing to improve that? Look, um, I'll certainly pass that back, thank you. But um, my understanding is that we are, are regularly meeting with the community out there, council and emergency management people and assessors, and, and we sort of trying to hold regular community meetings. The real issue is it's, it's, is the unknown for everybody. We do what we call LIDAR detection of the flipped land, and that is like a, we go in a, up in a helicopter, we use light detection, um, and light, LIDAR is called it's light detection ranging. It's like a remote sensory technology that uses light, like pulsed laser light, to measure the images from Earth. Now, we're doing that once a week, and we're seeing between a one and two metre difference in that land. Now, mm. that's scary. That's it's to- just totally. not stable. So for those and folks so, who are, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody's wanting to be in unsafe housing at the moment, but there is frustration from those residents whose houses have been stickered, whose uh, communities have been cut off at the moment about things like having to pay rates and not hearing much certainty about if there's going to be any sort of break for them. Have you got any, any updates on that for the community? Look, on the rates issue, there will be no penalties for any rates that have been missed, all right? Um, we acknowledge that, you know, we have probably upwards of 600 um, red-stickered properties and we are working for a simpler, easier, quicker solution around that. Um, and we will be, uh, you know, our, our rates people initially, I think, um, weren't probably as empathetic to the situation as they could have been. Um, they have rethought that and they have rethought that yet again. Um, and so the mayor and councillors will be looking at a, a separate paper around that. But the most important thing is that there will be no penalties 
for rates that haven't been paid. We are individually contacting every um, landowner uh, who has been red stickered to talk that so all the options. If they haven't through. heard, if they haven't heard from the council yet, how do they uh, get in touch with you if they're sitting here Look, wondering and worrying? Please, there's one. That's one less stress that they have to do. Seriously, one less stress. They do not have to contact us. We will be contacting them. And if we haven't contacted them yet, we will get onto it. You know, we're working through the list. But it's not. We we have identified it's actually just another stress for people, and and that's not what we believe is a good thing to do. Okay. Well, just very briefly before we let you go, Desley, I, I wanted to since we're talking about you know uh, communication between the council and the public, I wanted to talk about whether we're going to see any public meetings around the budget proposal that's out there at the moment. Obviously, it's open for consultation from the public, uh, really encouraging people to have their, their thoughts shared via that official channel. But there's definitely a real... Um, push from the communities to have some face-to-face conversations with council representatives about this budget. Is that something that we're going to see happen? Absolutely. Um, look, the views on our budget is, is from Aucklanders is really, really important. We have a number of options. We have written and online feedback. We have face-to-face meetings. We have phone uh, feedback and online information sessions. They're all available um, at akhaveyoursay.nz slash budget events. All right. Um, And and they can have a look there. And and is that going to be tailored to particular communities? I know that we've talked with you, Desley, about arts particularly and those community support groups really potentially losing a lot of funding here. Is that going to be something that those communities are directly consulted on? Every every local board area has at least one have your say beating, right? So um, there will be opportunity, you know, for people locally to have their say. Um, there also will be regional stakeholder events, and those regional stakeholders will be things like your arts groups and stuff as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Desley. Hopefully we can have another chat about this uh, in the next coming weeks as well. Um, we appreciate your time this morning. Have a great rest of your day. No worries. Kakete, thank you. Kia that was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.